Hi, everyone. Welcome back to LCNG Podcast. So in this episode, we want to talk to you about the mistakes we've made in our business for the past you know, year or so, so you don't have to make them. And yeah, the lesson we learned based on that. Yes, let's get to it. Welcome to the L Synergy Podcast. The perfect place to learn everything about building and scaling your business online. I'm Laura Haylitz. And I'm Jenny Fears. We went from being on fellow from our corporate jobs to building a multiple six-figure business in our first year of business. All that with the power of Instagram and no fluff business strategies. But hey, you can do this too. On this podcast, we share the behind the scenes of growing an online empire, reaching new heights, and how you can juggle it all. But then in the months that she was working with me, she made herself so indispensable that I couldn't actually even function without her anymore. Because I think for me, uh, something I always, always say is like, don't take failures as failures. You really want to take them as lessons, you know? Like there's no such thing as failure. We fail on a daily basis. Trust me, like having a business is just dealing with shit on a daily basis. <laughs> like, I think we were like burned out for a month at least. Like, <laughs> um, like no jokes, we could not even think about the business without feeling sick. Like, this is such a... I don't even want to talk about it. I'm like, like thinking, I was I'm gonna cry. Like, oh, I don't want to talk about it, it's so frustrating. I'm like, like you know, it's too, it's too painful still. <laughs> okay, so let's get started with one of our first sort of, well, it's not really a failure, but something that we wish we did a lot more of, and that is really documenting our journey, showing the behind the scenes and not just, not talking about creating a few Instagram stories while we're working, but more really, having even these little video moments where you journal and you film yourself and you have these sort of throwbacks that you can look back on that you can use in the future for content, but also just to remind yourself how far you've come. So right now, for example, um, I'm kind of filming a vlog behind the scenes of my day and it really is taking so much out of me because I'm not used to doing it. And that actually makes me quite sad because I really wish I had so much more content of my journey and things that I used to do in the past and to see how far I've come. I know, Jeannie, you did it way better. You did document more than I did. I did, but I didn't do it the way I wish I had done it. And for a simple reason is that, I mean, the simple reason that I wish I had done it that way is that now when you create reels, when you create YouTube videos, when you create all this kind of like, wow, even stuff when you're selling your programs, for example, or your services, it's so good to be like, hey, look at me. I was there, you know, not even a year ago. And I have some documenting because I knew how important documenting your journey was. But I think I didn't really understand the word, not the word, but like I didn't really understand the concept of documenting your journey. It's not just, I used to pick up my camera or my phone and be like, hey, so we are, you know, the date and I have that many followers and I have that many clients. I just signed a client. I'm so happy. So I'm still so thrilled I had this kind of footage. But I didn't do it like a lot either. And it's just that basically, just me saying, I we are on the 14th of March and I have, you know, 200 followers. Okay, cool. It's great. And I'm so happy I have that. But what I wish I had is more like, you know, really documenting like in the sense of like, hey, so here I'm working on this and this is how it works and uh, me spending hours and hours working, you know, and like uh, when it was so dark outside and yeah. we're still working. I wish I had this kind of footage because, it would be cool to go look back, but also it would be cool to be able to use this footage to create the content today because it's so powerful, this kind of content, and it's so good for you as well. So yeah, I think our advice is honestly, if you're at the beginning of journey or even now, you know, if you haven't started before, do it. Like you really want to start filming, like just put some time lapse. Sometimes uh, I try to do that every so often, but like 
put a time lapse on your phone and film yourself working put like film yourself you know working when it's late at night film yourself like at every moment but whether it's bad moments or it's an, a happy moment as well I also film my successes and my failures when I had doubts like you really want to film everything like it's almost like imagine you have like a camera following you behind you like you know almost like a uh, a reality, reality TV or something <laughs> like that and you really want to you know film every single moment uh, because that will be helpful in the future yeah I just wish we had like still footage of when we were working like crazy women in January for our IBA launch because that was such an intense moment in our business that I still look back on and I have so many many memories of it and how I felt and we were so scared that we were not going to make it we were extremely insecure at that point in our business actually that was just before we had a big win but we felt yeah we were definitely not as confident as we are right now and I really wish I I had you know that footage but we were yeah. too busy to to really focus on that i think it's like that right it's like almost i i, I thinking about moms you know when your kid is crying you're like you're not gonna pick up a camera and show <laughs> your kid crying and stuff but that's almost what you want to do right to see yeah. okay my kid used to be really upset and now look is a good kid anyway you know just a <laughs> reference but it's always good to look back. Um, so yeah, that's that's probably the first lesson we have for you. Then the second thing uh, that I want to talk to you about, and I think it's more me than Laura. Yeah, definitely. It's the, when I started my business, I never thought I would need to invest uh, in terms of training courses, um, any kind of training, basically. I was like, you know what? I have 10 years marketing experience. I know how to build a business. I know enough. Or I can find that on Google. There's nothing that I can't find on Google or, you know, through books or something like that. And books is a, another story. But yeah, that's how I felt, basically. I was like, I'm not going to invest in any other courses or anything like this. Um, but I really quickly realized that, yeah, I got stuck on, I knew a lot about marketing, but there's just things that, you know, can be really specific in your business. So, for example, for me was sales. I was an excellent marketer, but I didn't know how to really sell because that's not something I felt confident. I didn't have the mindset for it. So I hired a coach to help me with sales because I didn't feel confident enough in my business. And it took me almost too much time to realize that. Because again, I also, something that you probably can relate to, I don't know, maybe some of you have this experience, but many years ago, like I don't know, man, no, it must be like four years ago, I bought an online course because I was like, that's it, you know, I'm going to quit my nine to five, I need help. Like I was, I was a little bit overwhelmed. So I bought an online course that we're going to teach you how to actually get your first paying clients. And turns out this course was just cold calling. Like literally the whole course are teaching you how to do cold no. calling. It was any, like, I'm not going to, you know, say the name, but it's a really, really, really big business today. So it was already back then, but it's like, anyway, and I was like, how can you, and I paid a lot of money back then for me, you know, it was a thousand dollars. So uh, obviously it's a lot of money to invest, you know, mm -hmm. this kind of course, all, all that to tell you to do cold calling. That was the main thing. There were a lot of things around mindset and stuff like that, but I was quite good with my mindset. It wasn't a question of like, I'm lazy, I don't want to do it. It was like, I don't want to do cold calling. I'm a marketing yeah. person. I don't want to do yeah. cold calling, you know? Like, I want to find leads for other ways. And then you can help me with closing the leads, you know? And then they would, there was still like a part on helping you to close the leads, but that part on cold calling, I was like, I'm not going to do this, you know? Uh, and then, uh, you know, I kind of like, that's it. I'm never investing money ever again. So I'm sure you can relate to this. You might have like bought something and it was not what you were expecting. And, and since then you have like kind of a bad investment because you think that all courses are bad or all programs are bad or all trainings are bad. 
um, when really you just have to find the right one. So again, you know, we, we invested like in a, and again, we're going to enter a group coaching program right now, actually. So yeah. same around, you know, sales funnels and all that, because we feel we need help, you know, to build our sales funnel. Uh, so when you feel like you need help in something, don't just really think, you know what, I'm just going to figure out about myself because I think all stuff out there are shit because this is not necessarily the case. You might have the bad experience and, you know, it's almost like in a relationship, right? When you come in a relationship and you you just bring your old baggage or your old stuff, like it's not going to work. You just have to let it go and be like, bad experience, move on. And I'm going to do my research, invest in the right thing. But if you feel like you're stuck in your business and there's things that you're not really comfortable with it, with investing is going to save you so much time so much time trying to figure out on your own trying to you know google it trying to piece things together like investing is that kind of accelerator and that's really helped me today I invested like you know in sales and stuff like that yeah the next the, the, literally the next month I was making double than my previous month because I had a mindset for it because I felt more confident because I had a strategy and a sales process in place so yeah 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 but DIYing will always take you a lot of time like we're not saying that the answers are not out there they might be but the problem is that a lot of people don't know how to apply them properly and they then miss that guidance or they just lose a lot of time trying to DIY everything and google it so yeah personally I didn't have that much of a struggle with it I think I've always liked you know getting expertise on board and, and surrounding myself with people that can push me to be go further um, but it is I think this is what like 90% of entrepreneurs struggle with like this is such a big one for sure but I think it's such a and it's even hard for me to talk about it right because I'm like oh you're gonna think guys I'm pushing you to buy myself I was saying to Laura before this podcast that do you think it's too pushy is it gonna think that I'm, <laughs> I'm saying this only because you know we have programs and we tell them to buy but no I'm really telling you this because that's a, just an accelerator. Like it's just going, it, you know, learning from people who are further ahead than you is just going to make you a, a better entrepreneur and it's just going to help you accelerate your growth and your business and, you know, whatever your goal might be. It's just going to help you get there faster and knowing that you're on the right path. It's not like, okay, there's like, you know, you found stuff and you're going to have to try one and then try a second one. And then, you know, like you have millions of different paths and try them all until you find the one that's right for you. Here, you know that you have one path that work for that person and for all the students of that person, or whatever, you know, the program might be. And you know, that's a good one and that's probably going to take you where you want to be. So it's just such a, it's a, it's a relief for you as well. It's not like you're going to yeah. stress over it. It's not like you actually feel supported and surrounded and being like, okay, I feel more confident. Just that, you know, we have students say, like just the fact that I invested in IBA, I was already more confident because yeah. even not even looking, you know, at the thing, I'm like, I feel supported. I feel like, you know, I feel already more inclined to put actions in my business because I know I'm going to go somewhere. But I think there's a, definitely a mental block as well if you don't invest in yourself that, in a way, it comes also from, do you really have confidence in yourself to really make it happen? I think in a way, the moment you put money on the table to be like, you know what, I'm worth it. I'm going to make sure that I get to this level and I'm going to, you know, spend money on, you know, improving myself or putting systems in place or whatever it is that you need help with. It's such an accelerator for your confidence in your business to just kind of make it happen and go for it. I mean, at least for me, I know for a fact as soon as I had a coach or as soon as I had a framework through a course or whatever it was, I felt 10 times more boosted just because of the fact that I invested. 
And it even yeah. brings me back to um, Ginny, when you launched your first coaching program and the online course part of it, you gave it away for free to people. It was extremely valuable and no one finished it because it was free. They barely started. <laughs> so, I mean, it just awful. shows again. So yeah, when you, when you don't put a price tag on it, when you get stuff for free, it's always going to be more... I could give you like, for example, IBA, I took this academy or academy for free. I I'm bet sure we would not we'll have a look at it. Like, yeah. because you don't feel, yeah, whatever, have a look at it later and you won't yeah. value it. Yeah, then if exactly. you pay, you know, the, the price for it, you'll be like, damn, you know what? That was an investment. I better do the work. I better do this. Yeah. So investing in yourself is really that kick in the ass that you need to actually take action. So if you're someone who can, tend to procrastinate because you feel overwhelmed and stuff like that. Investing yourself can really give you that boost to actually take actions. Yeah. Yeah. I remember I bought my first course actually before I had uh, my business and it was a course on how to build online courses. And, and I thought I was going to be an online educator from day one. I actually started coaching firstly, but anyway, um, and the course wasn't even, honestly, it wasn't even that great. I, I generally think, for example, what we built inside PIA is sometimes better so if I say so myself, but like the course was, I mean, it was very like sort of hands-on, right? How to build a course, but there was lacking a lot of strategy, but even the fact that I spent like over a thousand dollars on a course without even having a business, I was like, I'm going to freaking do every single lesson, every single module. I did all my to-dos every week. Like I was next level holding myself accountable to make it happen because I wanted to get the most out of this program and make sure that I actually apply what I'm learning. And even if the program that I actually ended up buying wasn't exactly fitted for what I needed at that time in my business, I still learned so much from it. And I probably wouldn't have had my business if it didn't follow that program. Because for me, it sparked the idea of my coaching business. And, and only for that alone, I'm so grateful. So yeah. yeah, there's if even if it doesn't have the result that you were hoping for, most probably you still learn something out of it. For sure. So Speaking talking about yeah, talking about investments, I was thinking we could talk about hiring and oh, like I think something that I realized a bit too late as well. Uh, and again, I say I because obviously Laura and I only had a business together since October, but before it was just be on my own, but. It was, you know, when you felt like so overwhelmed, but you're still working so much and you're like, oh, how am I supposed to put more hours, right? I'm, I have to work on my business. I have to work for my clients. I have to deliver the work and so on. And a lot of people think, you know, I'm barely, you know, I'm making maybe $2,000 a month, etc. I can't hire. But I, like, believe me, you can. Basically, it's something that people think and things they can't hire right away but they can because hiring someone so yeah, that's what I mean basically hiring like either a freelancer or an employee well probably a freelancer at first that's what I recommend anyway is going to save you so much time so much time that you're going to be able to use to scale your business to work on strategy to be able to grow that business faster so sometimes when you're actually stuck at a certain amount of money where you're like you know what no matter what i do i earn three thousand dollars a month and i can't do more because i'm already working 15 hours a day mm -hmm. that may be the time that actually you need to hire someone even if you feel like no i don't have enough money it's not that expensive first of all often you think wow hiring someone it costs so much money but now you can start with a freelancer with like you know a few hours a week or a few hours a month even and just that is going to save you so much time that you'll be able to scale faster so definitely something uh we had to learn the hard way as well yeah i think and and even if i look back on l synergy we hired actually fairly quickly and we hired a lot even quickly 
But the only reason that sort of happened, it was honestly, I would almost say it just kind of happened by chance, right? Like for me, I had my personal coaching business, Victoria, um, who's now our marketing and operations manager and was also our first full-time hire. She was being an intern in my coaching business. And that was not even planned because originally she was going to start an internship at my corporate job. But by the time that she started, I actually left my corporate job and she still wanted to work with me. So said, look, can I help you in your business? So I was like, oh yeah, well, why not? So I wasn't even really looking for it. But then in the months that she was working with me, she made herself so indispensable that I couldn't actually even function without her anymore because she was taking on so much work and then a synergy happened and then she started working for both of us. And after a while in December, we were like, we need to offer her a full-time contract. Like we need to keep her like the time and the effort that she took off of our hands and, and how much she works and how much, you know, we can't run the business almost without her anymore. We need to hire her. And it felt super scary for our, us, right? Because we weren't even making that much money yet in the full beginning of El Synergy. But I'm so glad we did because it changed yeah. the game. And if we were able to make a plus $400,000 launch in four weeks, it's also because we had an employee that could run the back end while we were focusing on course creation or, you know, or she could um, help manage, you know, our freelancers or agencies and the people we were working with. So yeah, it was, it was like a bit by chance that it happened so quickly, but I'm so glad we did. And it changed our entire mindset very quickly. Like, wow, this is such a game changer to have someone working yeah. for you. It is, it really is. And, and I remember being so jealous when she was a, a, an intent for your company. I was like, I want a Victoria, like, <laughs> fuck, you know, like, so yeah, I just, I, I just felt like this and I hired then a, a freelancer. My first hire was a freelancer for graphic design, mm-hmm. um, which is a friend of mine. But yeah, like that already, I was like, wow, that actually saved me so much time. And I was like, why didn't do this sooner? Because it wasn't costing me that much money yeah. and it saved me hours and hours of work because I can be so such a perfectionist when it comes to design I wanted my feet to be really a certain way because it's what really helped me stood out stand out and yeah like she saved me so much time that I could actually focus on other things you know and all the money making activities it's not just like oh you need more time so you can chill and sometimes it is it is just that you need the time to chill and to have the headspace but it's also time to actually strategize and, and scale your business so don't be high, uh, don't be you know afraid to hire even because especially on freelance contracts you can have contracts you know on a monthly basis and you can literally have you know you can try see how it goes and if it's not for you you stop the contract that leads you to our next point which yeah. is firing <laughs> yeah it's it's so bad to to go from hiring to firing but that's just the reality of running a business unfortunately especially when you're a small business you're gonna have to learn to maybe hire quickly but also fire quickly as in if someone is not the right fit for your business whether it's a freelancer an agency or an employee it is costing you so much money to stay in that situation. Now, I'm not saying don't give people a chance, like for sure, make sure that it's always a well you know, thought decision if you let someone go for sure. But at some points, you don't have that luxury to like, let's say a multinational, you might have a few people working in a multinational and they're maybe not like fully you know, productive or, or doing the best job they can, but it's fine because it's a, a big company. So it's not really that obvious and the company is still functioning. But in our case, for example, we actually had to let go our social media manager last week, which was a really difficult decision for us, even more so because she was a very lovely girl and and we really enjoyed working with her. However, it was just not the right fit for us. And it was really 
becoming an issue. And, and after a month and a half, we were like, okay, this is not going to fulfill what we think the position should look like. We were not being able to give her the full sort of workload that we were hoping to give. Um, and we were hoping this position to, you know, grow into a manager position and all of that. And it just wasn't really the fit. And then, yeah, we had to make that difficult decision to let someone go. And I remember, Ginny, you um, you mentioned that you were listening to something of Gary Vee and he said you need to learn to fire fast. Or what yeah, was- actually, yeah. Because I, my boyfriend actually likes Gary Vee. We, that's, that's a good thing. I'm glad he likes Gary as well. Uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of Gary. I just like, um, you know, a lot of things about him. But anyway, it's not a podcast about Gary Vee. But yeah, he, like I felt a bit more confident because it, it's something he, he says as well. He said, you have to be not miss, you have to be good at firing. Like as simple as that. You have to be quick on your decisions because otherwise it's going to cost you time and money that you might not have. So again, it's, it's fine for big company when you have tons and millions of dollars to spend but we don't we really don't and our mistakes cost us a lot of money that we can't really spare um so yeah it's a it's a very difficult thing we had to also fire a freelancer who was a pr freelancer it's it's never like what I like, Laura always said, it's a business decision, right? It's not something yeah. personal. It's not something that, not no, it's, it's, a, it's a decision for the business. What is best for the business? And you're going to learn from it. And that person is going to learn from it as well. That person's going to know, you know what? I don't want like, for example, the person that we hired for the PR, she was like, you know what? You're right, girls. I'm not the right fit for you. And that's a lesson learned, you know, to not take on clients that you can't help to the fullest. Uh, so mm-hmm. she made a realization, we made a realization, and we're just going to grow out of it. I think for me, uh, something I always, always say is like, don't take failures as failures. You really want to take them as lessons, you know, like there's no such thing as failure. Like this, and I shared a lot in my stories as well, but this don't take your failures as a way to like, you know what? I fell. That's it. Stop it. I, you know, I quit. I'm, I'm such, I'm shit. I can't do this anymore. Like, clearly because I fell. No, we fell a million times, you know, before making it, before having this business, we fell on a daily basis. Trust me, like having a business is just dealing with shit on a daily basis. I just <laughs> like, feel always- like we are like, I don't know. We have to like put out fires every single day. I feel oh, like- but like <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. But even when I was a product marketing manager, literally, I, I used to call my job shit dealer <laughs> because I was like, I'm just like you know, no matter how, no matter how much you have a plan, no matter you like, you know what, this time, this product, I'm going to, because my job was basically launching product and making sure that everything was fine. But like, no matter how many times you launch a product, no matter how many times, you know, you have, you will have your marketing plan, you have your, your, your suppliers that, yeah, the, everything's on time, the whole team's brave, like, you know, it's going to go well. You're like, no, at no. this time, nothing's going to go wrong. No, no, no. You always have something going wrong. The There's a shipment, <laughs> like, you know, that's lost, like the product's failing, like, marketing issues like whatever there is there's always something wrong and that's the same thing with your business you can't expect to be a straight line there's always gonna be something wrong always like at the moment we have a lot of shit going on like again we had to fire uh, someone we had to you know we'll talk about it uh, later but yeah so anyway to come back to firing yeah i think it's a it's a strength to know how to fire quickly it's not nice but i remember as well like i'm gonna share this story but i i used to like I, so when I was applying for just after I graduated, I think, yeah, literally just after I got um, a job, so job for product marketing manager. And I remember them telling us, 
uh, the trial period is an actual trial period. You can get fired like that. You know, if you're not the right fit, you're not the right fit. It's, you know, we're not going to waste time for you. We're not going to waste time for, for anyone. So yeah. And it was true. Like they hired, like they, they were big company and they hired, I don't know, maybe 10 or 20 different product marketing manager and so many got fired literally the first week. Um, and it wasn't for me and I left and I didn't really understand this concept, but now I get it, you know, it's like, yeah. You know, you, you, you make a judgment on what you got during the interview. You make a judgment of, and you know, like always make sure that your interviews are good enough and, and so on. But like, it's always hard to tell until the person come in and until you see that person in action, you know, like, uh, so it's always going to be tricky to hire. Uh, that's why you need to be good at firing as well. Yeah. Yeah. And we've also been re- having a lot of realizations on our end on how should we be hiring? Should we have a better hiring process to maybe avoid certain things? Like for example, right now we're going to hire a new social media manager and we're thinking of, okay, let's give them at least one task so we can see something of their work or something of, you know, how their brain works and how they will make these little links or how they will think about content and marketing. And that's for us going to be a big game changer because we did that for graphic design as well when we hired our graphic designer. And it was so helpful to see their work because some CVs looked amazing, like amazing. But then we saw their work and we were like, huh? what is this you know yeah, it's this is the same person like I, I just want to say as well because I see that a lot on TikTok yeah this is ridiculous nowadays yeah. what you know recruiters are asking asking so much out of you and fair enough there's some recruiters that are asking the moon you know and I'm like this is too much you know but asking a task to recruit someone is normal I always had to do a task yeah, to same. be hired as a product marketing manager it was not like an interview and you hired it's very difficult to judge because I see a lot of things on TikTok saying I don't know why I'm probably have probably like one time of content like that I always see them pop up mm-hmm. but I saw someone saying um yeah that it's ridiculous and you shouldn't have tasks and that your past you know work should be enough to judge on you know your your capacities yeah but no like it's not really the case first of all you don't know like I don't know if I trust a person that much you know like what does it mean like it can be anything you know and is it really a good fit for your company as well it might be like yeah that person like for graphic designer we had many people who show us like some great graphic designs but that really not necessarily related to the company I'm like maybe that's their thing and they're good at this but they don't know how to build a great attention grabbing post you know and that's what I need for my business so that's why when you hire the graphic designer we really ask them to create a couple of posts for our synergy uh, to see what they were capable of doing you know and it doesn't mean that we need to hire someone who's perfect right away but we could see the potential and um, to be fair we didn't hire the person who had the best looking post who made the best looking post for us because then we had to actually hire the person who was the right fit for the company as well so we're really happy with our hire but yeah Yeah. she was the perfect fit as well in terms of personality and uh, willingness and all of these things yeah and working from home as well because yeah. obviously for a lot of online businesses keep in mind and this is something that we are learning the hard way not everyone is you know good at working from home and being proactive out of themselves and and being able to manage your work properly without the guidance and support that's a bit what we also had with our you know our most recent uh, fire is that that was also why it wasn't a fit. It was just our business is all online and we can't really train people to the same extent as when you're together in an office. 
So yeah, yeah as really an online tricky. business owner, it's really important to keep an eye out for that when you're hiring. Um, if you're going to have a remote team, which is the case for us as well, um, you really want to make sure that that person is willing to take responsibility, um, is also willing to put in the time and efforts, can manage their time properly, all these things, be proactive out of themselves, because it can happen, let's say that our graphic designer has a question for us, but we're in the middle of recording a podcast episode or whatever it is that we're doing, and we cannot answer right away. But then she moves on to something else. Like, we don't want her to feel like she has to wait around for us. It's not like, where you have, you know, your, your company and you have the office of your boss next door. Like, that's not the case for us. Sometimes we are unavailable. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's really important to think about that. And especially for us, we hired a lot of young people as well, which is absolutely amazing. And I love that. But of course, not necessarily everyone's, you know, ready for that responsibility. So, so yeah, that's definitely something that I would say as a little advice, um, something that we had to learn the hard way is that it's not always easy to find the right fit for an online business. Like what you're hearing so far? Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to our podcast. We really appreciate your support. Now back to the show. No, not easy. Um, but yeah, that's on hiring and firing. Uh, next. I think another thing that I could link to this topic and something that I know we both struggled with a lot is that um, obviously we trusted people. We hired a lot. We had a lot of agencies. Um, but at some point, the last few months, we were so burned out. So we obviously didn't really take enough time for our mental health to work on ourselves to relax. Um, and we felt so burned out that we trusted people sometimes too much. And then ended up feeling like we felt disconnected from certain things that were happening in our business. I'm now not talking necessarily about employees, but it can also happen with agencies or freelancers, whatever it is, like who, whatever your team looks like. But this is definitely something that we struggled with as well, that right now we have a lot more free time because we built all the products that we wanted to launch. We hired a lot. Um, and so now we're digging into a few things and we're looking back on what we have been doing the last few months and, and looking how can we optimize this. And we're seeing so many mistakes, so many things that we can improve. And it's almost frustrating for us to realize that we kind of approved certain things that were actually not good at all, that we just were too burned out. To see it. Yeah. Like, it's just crazy. And that's what, and it's going to link us to other stuff, but like, take, take a break, like stop yeah. working 15 hours. Like, you know, it's building a business is hard and you're going to have to put those 15 hours in, but you can't let go of your mental health. You can't let go of things because if you burn out, if you work so much, you won't be as efficient. It's impossible. Like no matter how much you're telling me, I'm working 15 hours a day, every day, no, you can't possibly do that. You're going to have to take a break because trust me, otherwise the last three months, what you worked on, it will be useless. Yeah. You, it's much more efficient to work maybe eight hours a day, <clears throat> you know, like working a little bit less, but have this like with your full head, you know, and have this with your full creativity, with your full, like, yeah, because otherwise like looking back the last you know three four months i'm like what the hell like there's we so do? <laughs> many things like so many things that we did wrong and that we approved that we shouldn't have approved or that we were excited about that we shouldn't have ex been excited about or that we should have taken more time to get more involved in it because we're so banal we're like no we can't like you know what we and it's hard you know it's tricky because you're hiring experts and you expect this expert to do the job and then looking back you're like well i shouldn't have trusted this expert so 
it's hard because there's a fine line to trusting people and let it go because when you hire when you you know you trust someone you have to let go but at the same time you might want to keep an eye on what they're actually doing and you might want to keep an eye on what's normal and what's not normal because otherwise you yeah people might abuse your <laughs> your trust let's put it that way yeah and and in our case it was really like we outsourced the entire funnel build and, and ads and all of that. And we were not involved enough. And now we're like really realizing that we need to have a better understanding of this because some things are not working and, and we really need to understand, okay, what systems do we need to put in place? How can we optimize this still further? Because we're not getting necessarily the guidance that we need to. And we also don't have the full ownership of it. So it, it's sometimes hard for us to even know where to improve things if you outsource it almost too much. Yeah. It's really that. I think we felt really stuck, right? We went from working 15 hours a day to being completely burned out. So literally June or May, like- I think we were like burned out for a month at least. Like, <laughs> um, like no jokes. We could not even think about the business without feeling sick. Like we were like, no, like we're in Portugal and we were like, we didn't even want to do things. We didn't want to go sightseeing. We no, were just we like, I just want to be by the pool and the fuck all. Like- <laughs> And, and, my brain cannot do anything the like. funny thing is that we're both not those kind of people like we're no. the kind of people go on holiday and we're like let's go explore let's go hiking let's go surfing let's do all these amazing things like we're both very active people and in portugal we were just like a week like literally sitting like a seal next to the pool with a drink in our hand because we just couldn't deal with life <laughs> yeah it's, it was literally that so that's probably been like being burnt out <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah that's that's how we felt that's for sure and uh and it, it yeah like you don't want to go to that feeling like you don't want to work that much hard that much hard that's not that hard much. yeah <laughs> that hard to the point of burning out because uh, again you will uh you know not see things that you should see you won't make your business efficient uh and for example we were in the middle of launching yeah, PIA yeah, yeah, launch, and yeah. and it was not it was good. not no like if you compare it to our iba launch obviously there's two different products and different <laughs> ideal clients but we could have done way better but we just yeah. didn't have the headspace to do better like we were just like oh we were literally counting the days to have that launch behind us like you should yeah. be enjoying your launch we were just like launching when we were already burned out and then we were gonna have that launch in portugal but that portugal ended up almost being a holiday because we just couldn't even deal with the thing like we didn't even feel like showing up on our stories in the middle of a lounge like that's problematic <laughs> yeah it's like we were barely doing stories we were barely yeah we were literally just relying on our content and and not really like yeah, you need to be reactive during a launch and we were not really reactive we were like kind of like you know what whatever we don't care we just yeah. don't and it, it was it, it was a good launch like i mean in terms of like oh, of course it we was for what you know like for what a pia is because it's, it's really not a, a product for our direct kind of like uh, audience it's more for people who have been through ibf first it was a good launch in terms of money we made and how many people signed up and stuff like that and we're really happy with it we're really happy with the product because by then like we when we created the product we're still fine but i think when we literally created a whole course in like again what two months and and then yeah. launched it and like ugh, oh and we God. just got out of a really big launch and we just hired a lot of people like you know what i mean a lot has happened in six months like a lot like we hired so many people we created two products we launched no, two products we membership iba real yeah. scores redid it yeah but i'm saying template. six months since january so january we had iba then we had the canva template and we redid the, the reels. reels we had the reels 2.0 then we had pia long uh, pia you know 
from mm-hmm. scratch. Then we hired so many people, uh, like so many. It's and crazy. yeah, so it was a lot. So we were not, I mean, we're happy now. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, not necessarily, but like there's still things well, that can be improved. Of course. And there, there will always be. That's just- yeah, but like, it's more like saying, you know, like we made decisions when we were burned out that we shouldn't have made. So that's what I'm saying. Like we were, we're happy that we made so much progress, but at the same time, we almost took a little step back on a couple of things because we have to redo them uh, because it wasn't optimized. So it served us, you know, for a little while, but yeah, looking back, it could have been much better if we were in a better headspace. So that's for basically, you know, all these things. Um, around burnout but yeah i think one thing i want to talk about right now just because it's linked space and that's something i had to learn the hard way as well is don't give up on your mental health like Mm -hmm. for me it was exercising right like i always exercise and i've been exercising for i don't know like maybe two three years every morning like i used to exercise right all the time but like it's been a couple of years or three years probably that i exercise in the first thing in the morning before breakfast before anything and it really changed everything. I freaking love it. Like it really puts me in a in the right mindset for the day. And I kind of gave up all exercising for months. So it was very sporadic, you know, here and there because I was so like I had so much on. And I'm not saying like the last six months were more like from early on in my business. Yeah. I was like, no, I need to work. I need to work. I have so much on. I can't do exercise. You know, it's 30 minutes of my day that is gone, exactly. you know. But honestly, you have to keep, you know, exercising. You can't, you have to to whatever you know it was it's exercise or meditation or whatever feels right for you you know getting some fresh air or whatever is your I don't know what the word like you know mental health like kind of a yeah whatever you need to stay sane basically yeah <laughs> as simple as that even if it's 10 minutes take those 10 minutes to relax meditate no phones please no phones like stay away from your business from Instagram from anything and just yeah do something for your mental health and your physical health as well that's literally it. I, 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 I can so resonate with everything you said. Like in my business, when I was by myself, but even when we had all synergy, I didn't work out because I was like, yeah, but I don't have that time. And then I need to shower and get ready. And no, like if I start right away now, I'm starting at 7 a.m. and I can get a lot more done. Otherwise, I lose maybe almost two hours with, you know, the workout and then showering or even driving home if you go to a gym or whatever that is. And I just didn't want to take that time because I didn't think I had that time at all but you do. Yeah. It's just a matter of setting priorities and, and planning your days. There's also been moments, and I know Jenny is the same for you, where I was sitting behind my computer trying to work, but I felt so overwhelmed that I wasn't getting anything done. So it's not even productive yeah. when you feel overwhelmed. And I think you're even worse than me on that. I, I'm way worse. Jenny <laughs> is always like voice recording me and she's like, Laura, go out of your office now. Go downstairs, go you for a walk. Man. Like, I just like, I you know, I, I'm different in Jenny in that sense that I was fine in corporate. Like I don't have this, like, you know, I was okay to sit in an office and do my hours and all of that. And sometimes I still have that same mindset in our business. So I just sit in my office because I'm like, I need to work, but I'm like, yeah, but I'm not even being productive here, you know? And I just sit in my office until so long and so late. And I mean, I get stuff done, but not as much as I could if I was just, you know, in a better headspace or I would take more breaks or anything like that. So yeah, I'm, I'm terrible. Like I've, I've been starting, I mean, it's better now, but yeah, I'm definitely worse than you in that sense. Yeah, I, I really, I'm much more like, you know what, I get things done. And once I feel like I can't do anymore, like, oh, I'm just, you know, when you're being distracted every two minutes, that, that means you need a break, like stop it. So whatever you do, <laughs> go for a break, like go for a walk 
go work out, whatever you do, but take a break because this means that you're not going to be productive. And I remember even in Portugal. Portugal, like, I was just thinking of it. You were shouting at me, Laura, leave your phone alone. <laughs> like literally, she would just spend hours behind the computer or whatever, you know, and just, you know, like being distracted at this and she's not even achieving anything. I'm like, Laura, there's no point. Like you're not doing anything <laughs> concrete here. Like you're just like holding uh, yourself yeah. up and be like, oh, this is annoying me, but not doing any actions because she yeah. can't, she physically cannot. Uh, so it really made me because I'm much, I'm much more the opposite I'm like yeah when I can't do I can't do fuck that shit I, I'm yeah. about to take my break and I don't care so I think you're kinder to yourself in that sense I can sometimes not be kind enough to my mental health where I should be saying no a lot more where it's saying no to myself even right like I, I yeah I definitely am working on that setting boundaries and all of that so yeah set yourself some boundaries as well um, I think it's also just be kind for yourself like something I often say is would you, what would you say if that was your best friend, right? Like you're literally telling me, Laura, go for a walk, right? Because you're saying that to me, I should start thinking that way. Like how Jenny talks to me, I should talking like that to myself almost, right? But no, but it's really like that. It's in so many things in life that you can look at it. Like if you have your partner or friends or whoever that person is that comes to you and they're so burned out and all of that, you would literally tell them, but take a break, take a weekend off, go do something. But to yourself, you're not going to say that. And it's really an act of self-love to do that. And then yeah. that's something that I definitely still am working on myself, but I'm very aware of it. And, and it is something that you need to realize in your business because otherwise you end up being so burned out. And you might not even realize that you're burned out, but you're just not being productive or you're not getting that much done. And you just keeping this vicious circle of being overwhelmed and, and not achieving what you want to achieve. And you might not even enjoy your business anymore at some point because you just you know are in that negative sort of energy. So so yeah, that's yeah. a big one. I, I think actually had a um... hard way. <laughs> Yeah, I actually had someone asking me recently, how do you go with the feeling of being overwhelmed and stuff like that? So first of all, know that when you own a business, you're always feel overwhelmed. Like it's not going to go away. Like seriously, yeah. I'm overwhelmed constantly. And at some point you have to accept that feeling as well to be like, you know what, it's normal. Like there's always more to do. There's always, you're never going to leave your computer at night and be like... I feel accomplished. It's going to be super rare. There's always so much more you could do. You're gonna feel, yeah, but I could work more on this. Oh yeah, but I could start that. Of course, there's always stuff to do. At some point, you're just going to have to close the computer saying, that's enough for today. That's my to-do of the day. And by the way, don't make your to-do too big. That's another thing. You know, make yeah. things achievable. Uh, but you just have to let go of that. That feeling is like, accept it. You're going to feel overwhelmed and that's normal. Um, so yeah. yeah. And I think it's a bit the same, even with like little crises you have in your business. Like there's been a lot of moments where Jeannie and I could have literally felt physically sick for weeks about certain things that were happening in our business, whether it was hiring someone, firing someone, having legal issues around trademarks and all of that. And we'll get to that later, um, that we could have literally felt physically sick for weeks because it's like an uncertain time. You don't know what you're doing. You have to get maybe lawyers on board or, or whatever that is. But at some point you need to take a step back and just be like, okay, well, this happened and I'm going to treat my business as almost, and that's what I at least do. I don't know if it's the same for you, Ginny, but like, I almost think of, try to see your job now like as an entrepreneur as an actual job if this yeah, happens exactly in the past at, like let's say Carlsberg because I was a brand manager of Carlsberg I wasn't going to try to lose all my sleep over it because I, it wasn't like my brand and I, I could take a step back from it I'm trying to do the same with our business sometimes because it's I'm really like does. I need to learn that it, and I mean it's hard because it's your own business but you're gonna have to learn to set boundaries because yeah, you cannot solve everything overnight anyway your business doesn't define you as a person, right? Like it's, exactly. it's really, 
I think that's something at first, you know, you're so proud of that thing. And it's like your entire world, like it's been my entire world for a year. And now I'm just waking up thinking, yeah, I kind of left my friends and everything on the side for you. And yeah. it, it was necessary, right? But now I'm like, I can't let my business define me. It's not because the business doesn't do as well as I want to right now. It's not because the we have issues right now. It's not because, you know, not saying that the business is not doing well right now or anything. No, I'm just saying it, when yeah. it happens to you, you can't, like you you really can't let it define you and and affect your life on the side because that's when you're gonna have you know if you have a partner that's when you're gonna put that on your partner that's when your relationship is gonna start to go bad that's when you know your life's gonna go bad and that's when a lot of people give up having a business because it's just too hard for them to deal with everything and it's really really hard you know having a business because you have to hold it and when something's bad you take it that hurts so bad but you really shouldn't you really be like okay it's fine it's just a business when you close the computer at night forget about it move on you know i'm sure there's all the things in your life that go well you know you you had a great chat with that friend you know you went on a date with your boyfriend girlfriend or whatever like you know you have to think about all the things that's happening in your life as well uh, that's not linked to your business because otherwise like Clara said it's just going to make you feel so bad and you really need to take it almost like a nine-to-five in a way yeah. but uh, without exactly. you know the bad things of a nine-to-five but don't let your business define you basically as simple as that no I mean I've even gone to the point that in my free time I don't really want to talk about the business yeah I really just want to like people ask me what I do like if I meet new people I'm like well like I just really dodge the question a bit and don't really want to go into like I don't know I'm so over the whole like had, as if my business is my life like you said i had someone asking me so how's the, how's the business going yeah it's going well i'm the same and i was like, literally i really don't want to talk about it like, no but don't. for you it's still sort of normal Jeannie, you know how talkative i am and yeah. so for me to say that how far has it come <laughs> i'm like no it's going well yeah like just some small talk and then like yeah how's it with you like that actually makes my day to hear something else talk and, I just don't like I just want to think about something else like it's just crazy so I think that's probably the shift that's going to happen when you start scaling and that should happen I think from you know early stages to at some point you know just don't let it run you um yeah yeah. one thing I still want to talk a bit about was um you mentioned it before Jenny that you're always going to feel overwhelmed in your business this is so 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 true um is also planning that's such a big part of it. I feel like I literally spent such a big part of my days just planning out stuff. What are we going to be doing when? What content will I be posting when? Like, but really just planning and batching all my work as much as I can. That's such yeah. a big learning that we've also had. In the beginning, we didn't think so much ahead. No, I literally just shared my story that a year ago I shared a story saying, oh, I'm not really planning for the day uh, for the, in terms of content, you know, but this week I planned for a whole week and I was like, wow, <laughs> and that was just a year ago. Like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. Um, no, planning is just going to cut the overwhelm big time. Like yeah. you, if you don't plan, well, you know, you don't plan, you plan to fail. Like it's literally, if you don't plan, you're going to feel so even more overwhelmed. Like right now we're planning content and not just planning. I'm not saying just planning, but like writing the content a whole month in advance so for next month you know like uh, when are we like mid-july so probably in a week now it's probably around the 20th i write my entire content for august youtube videos tiktok reels like content you know everything Everything. that's going out it's written 
like the whole pause, the whole thing, everything I want to say. And then we go into production. So obviously we now have like a graphic designer that actually created the design for us, which is a massive help. But again, I had before that a freelance quite early on. We have me with that massive game changer. And then uh, when it comes to real estate, I'm gonna take one day and I'm gonna batch because one day I make my makeup, my hair, make myself pretty. And I do all my filming, all my YouTube videos for the months, all my reels for the months, as much as I can anyway. Uh, and done, I guess we don't talk about it for, for whole months, you know, move exactly. on. And especially, especially if you have a team, if you think about it, you have people that have a certain task in your company if you're not going to be working ahead and planning ahead, you're really sort of not getting the most out of your team. Like that's a big part as well. Like why we started working so much in advance is because we had other people that were depending on how fast we were producing certain things because they had in the back end to do their part of the job. And this is like, again, if you run a business, you're really going to have to start working ahead, planning ahead. Um, I say this all the time to our team as well. Like I really want people to stop being reactive, but start being proactive. And if you do not plan ahead, you're going to spend your whole day reacting to everything that happens, an emergency. And again, we do have to deal with emergencies sometimes, of course, but like anything that happens, it's going to get your attention and you're going to be reacting. But you might at the end of the day, feel like you haven't accomplished anything because you weren't proactive in how you spend your time, what you need to get done by when, which deadlines do you need to hit these deadlines? You, by the way, put yourself because you're the boss, right? You're the business owner. So yes, it might be like, oh, well. Don't really have to keep that deadline i can launch anytime well if you're gonna work like that you're really not gonna get anything done so you really have to start strategizing look at your year what do i want to be doing when what will my content look like in every single part of your business and based on that you can also have clarity around who do i need to hire who you know who what kind of work do i have to give to which team member it's really like the the sort of high level project management of the whole company that you really need to do here yeah exactly I think it's really um, important indeed. Okay, then um, last one. <laughs> this is such a... I don't even want to talk about it. I'm like, like thinking, I was I'm gonna cry. Like, oh, I don't want to talk about it, it's so frustrating. I'm like, like you know, it's too, it's too painful still. It's too painful, okay, so I'll, <laughs> no, I'll no, but we, we, <laughs> We're gonna talk about it, but you know what, what we just said, like we don't want to talk about it sometimes, just wanna, yeah. Sometimes not, like, like it happens that I'm talking about something to Ginny that is really frustrating us and then Ginny goes like, I don't even want to talk about it because I'm going to lose my shit or it's going to be too much. And I'm like, yeah, she's so right. Because like, you know, if you keep going on and on about something, you just sometimes, you know, lose your shit or. You really have to close the door. I literally said to Laura yesterday because we keep being upset about one specific thing that we might share in the future, but it's just too. It's so much money that when we lost a shit ton of money on something specific and we're so upset about it for so many reasons because it wasn't necessarily our fault. It wasn't. Um, and we keep moaning about it. Like every single, no joke, for the past six months, we've been moaning about it every single day. And I'm like, you know what, Laura, we took a decision. So first of all, take a decision. The day you take the decision, move on. Because otherwise, yeah. you're just going to keep, yes, I said to Laura, you know what, so we close the thing, you know, we put it in a box. <laughs> we put it in a <laughs> we don't look at it anymore. <laughs> I don't, like, you lose the key of the box, you know, like, you're not opening the box again, you know, so it's not even about that but like it's just sometimes things happen and you really like i'm quite good at putting things in boxes and yes, I, I have a lot of boxes in my head that i shouldn't <laughs> open you know um so don't open the boxes in your head like put in the what little you box. always do genie by the way this huh? is so funny something you always do is like no but okay let's say we lost let's say 10 grand 
And then Ginny will go like, no, but it's fine, Laura. That's each five grand. That's already a lot less. <laughs> I always think like that, you know, because obviously we have a business together. So if you lose 10 grand, you're like, damn, you know, but then I always claim to, you know, but that's only 5K each. Okay? So, I mean, it's still a lot of money, right? But it's like, for us, a mental thing to deal with certain situations. So it's it like, you know, it's a, it's a lot less. And in this case, it was much more money. So, yeah. yeah but anyway, it's fine. Uh, we always no, say but, as well, we will, much, we will make much more money. Like, don't, yeah. if you're ever in a position where you invest in something and you lost money, it's super frustrating. Like, I understand you because, again, I, I wasn't born in a family that had money. Like, we were struggling to even have food on the table and all that. So, I get it, you know, the sense of money. I have it. And even when I was a student, like, oh, my God, when I was a student, I don't even want to get mm. <laughs> Like, it was a struggle. I was, like, really, really struggling. But um, at some point, you know, it's frustrating to lose money. But, you know, it's done. What is done is done. You can't go back and change it anyway. So, make the best of the situation and move on, you know. Yeah. Uh, learn from it. We learned on. as well. Like, we always took decisions with the information that we had at that time so for example the membership was a great decision at the time being we thought it was going to be amazing but that was with the information that we had at that time and then afterwards we had more information and we figured out that it was actually not a good fit for our business and we decided to close our membership but in the end we didn't really look back on it for the simple reason that we you know we couldn't have made a better decision because we just didn't know more at that time as well yeah, so don't be too harsh on yourself if you ever, you know, make a mistake. So let's talk about the thing that bothers us and then Trademarks. we're going to move on. Trademarks. You have no idea how much, like, you know, if every time we fucked up, like every time, but like not even like just, oh, we had oh, no. one issue with No, 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 no. Every time. Every all our product thing we launched. Like, no, but like all of them except for one, the Canva templates. Yeah, all just the Canva templates. That's the only one. So... To start with IBA, IG Business Academy. Why IG? Because it used to be called Instagram Business Academy. Duh, you can't call. And I don't even know how we just, again, you know, being overwhelmed, right? Because some, it's something obvious that I should have thought about because I knew a little bit about trademark. It's yeah. not like I didn't, I learned at school uh, for yeah. it. Like yeah. I, during my, you know, my years of experience in business, you know, I knew about these things. But yeah, basically you can't trademark, you, you can't, can't have a name. A trademarked name. Name. So, so trademarks, maybe let's explain because not everyone listening yeah. might know trademarks. So a trademark is basically a name, could be a logo, could even be the way something is drawn in your logo. That can be trademarked. A trademark, that means that it's an, and I'm again, not a lawyer, but I'm going to say how I would explain this. Um, it basically means that that is trademarked in a certain country. So let's say, for example, um, you know, L Synergy could be trademarked in the UK. So that means that any company in the UK cannot use the word L Synergy in their branding, in their, um, you know, to sell certain things. They can't because we trademarked it and it belongs to us. Same with Nike, Instagram, obviously is trademarked. So yeah, that was our first mistake, calling IBA. So yeah, we... We actually realized that when, I oh, someone we, mentioned it. Yeah, remember? thank you so much to the person that reached out to her. Yeah. I can't remember her name right now, but that was very, you, we have an amazing community. Like, yeah. I'm so thankful for that. So thank you. I don't remember your name. I'm sorry about that. But like someone reached out to her saying, hey, you know, I've seen that you're calling your, your product like that. And she actually had an issue with Instagram. Uh, Instagram was like literally trying to sue her because of a program that she called I think she had the name Instagram in it yes. and Instagram was trying to sue her and uh, literally they were rec- like that's they wanted the to get claiming money purposes. yeah 
money oh from gosh. the cells. Like what the hell? Like, like you're not making already 28 billion, you know? <laughs> yeah. And it's true. Like, by the way, we, I, I just watched a YouTube video this morning. So the guy was actually calculating how much Instagram's making. Oh my God. And because they had like their report and stuff, it was like 28 billion a year or something. And like they that. probably even pay less taxes than us. <laughs> like, it's just mental. So why would you like, it's just something that blows my mind that big companies would go after tiny companies. Like you could just say, you look, you didn't, you made the mistakes, stop that, move on. Like now claiming money from the sales she made previously, this is mental. Anyway, yeah, it's crazy. I'm gonna make this too Our long. lawyer called it trademark bullying and it happens a lot. Big companies yeah. going after smaller companies because something similar, there's a name being used or anything like that. But anyway, lesson learned here is do thrift trademark research before you call your business, your product, whatever it is. And I see so many people calling their products and, and coaching programs, whatever, something with Instagram, because it's very normal to think about, but actually it's, you, you know, they have legal, you know, basis to sue you on something. So, yeah. So we called it IG because IG is not trademark. So now IG Business Academy is an official trademarked product. So meaning that you can't use it. Yes, we <laughs> are. Come see you. No, we're, we're still in the, you, it's but... not fully done, but yeah, we start yeah. filing the trademark. Yeah. It's on its way anyway. Uh, we had issues with PIA, Passive Inc. Academy as well. Um, well, to be fair, we did our research. Yeah. <laughs> for we trademarks did our research. On the official trademark library, there was no trademark that was similar to the product we were calling it, but we actually have a competitor who is actually sort of becoming a friend. So, so it's really not a, a bad negative thing at all. Um, but she has a product that was called the exact same and she started filing for a trademark. So it was going to be a future issue. So obviously mid-launch like we were like okay we need to change it so it's passive ink academy <laughs> because that is still free yeah and so currently we also have a bit of an issue on the fact that we're trying to trademark our actual brand name l synergy and we're having some oppositions there so it's not a fun thing to deal with at all i feel like everything that we come out with like any name or whatever we come up with it's like always an issue so yeah be careful it's not easy because you don't really know. And like, to be fair, when we fought, uh, fight for the trademark for our synergy, the person that, you know, the agency we went with, and again, fucking hell, like, you know, you can't trust anyone nowadays, but said, no, no, that should be absolutely fine. You will not have no issues with our synergy because they can recommend, like they can adv yeah. advise you, you know, on things that you yeah. should or should not do. Because it's an investment, right? Trademarking, yeah, it like was a lot of money. It's a big investment and you pay per geographical area. So we now start filing for the UK, which was already a big investment. And then you can take country per country or take the EU or do the US and stuff like that. So yeah, basically that's that. And, and they didn't say anything about air synergy, but we are having issues. Um, so yeah, potentially we're going to have to change a lot of things. We, we're trying to not have to change the name because that would be really bad. Um, but we might have to change the font, the logo and, and so on. So that's that basically. Yes. So a lot of business failures. <laughs> In yeah. case you ever think that we're sharing a highlight reel on Instagram, honestly know that there's a lot of behind the scenes. And if you watch our stories, you will know because we really do want to show up as authentically as possible and show you that there is a lot of shit that comes with running a business. But that's also why we wanted to do this podcast episode because we know that our yeah, sort of our most loyal audience does listen to this and we want them to know you're not alone. We all go through failures, lessons learned, whatever. Um, but again, maybe let's not call them failures. Like Ginny said, 
see them as yeah. learnings. I don't, I don't really see them as failures anyway, uh, anymore because they're not failures. You're going to learn so much from your failures, so much. And you, that's how you become a, be a better entrepreneur, a, be a better business owner, a better person even, you know? That's yeah. literally for, like, I'm even thinking about the relationship. Like, why I have such a good relationship with my boyfriend today? Because I had so many relationships before and so many failed ones. And my boyfriend too, he had, you know, like a two very long relationships and they failed and he know why, you know? And when we went into this relationship, he was like, you know what? I don't want this kind of person. I don't want this. That's a red flag for me. Uh, and then this is what I'm looking for in a relationship. You know, you're going to know what you're looking for. And that's the same in business, I think. It's like, you know, it's not failures. It's just things that's going to happen. You're going you're gonna to fail. If you haven't failed already, trust me, you're going to fail at some point. Something's going to happen. And it's, know that this is completely, completely normal. And you're just going to be like, grow from it. Like grow from it, learn, really make a big thing of learning from it like okay this is what i've learned from now on i won't do this from now on i want to work with this time type of clients and not this type of client from now on i'm going to put a system in place whatever is it that you have to learn from it and put it in a little box <laughs> hide in a corner and move on because mm -hmm. that's the best thing to do Ginny and her boxes yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. something that they say a lot in startup because uh, yeah i used to work in startup and there's like a lot of typical startup sayings and one of them is fail fast so one thing that I also learned from startup is that they were never going to try to do things perfectly and launch the perfect version. They were always going to start with doing, you know, making sure there's a product market fit, making sure they have a beta that is far from perfect, but that they make, you know, fail quickly, have learnings quickly and optimize based on that. So that's actually what Jenny and I are now looking at. Like we have a lot of things that we now want to optimize in our business based on all these failures that we discussed just before. But we're really seeing it as another iteration of our business. It's just we built so much and I'm so incredibly proud of ourselves and the team and everyone that helped us to get here. But I also think that, you know, we now have to just go from there and improve things. And, and yeah, I don't think we could have done it necessarily better because at that time we made the decisions with the information we had. We um, worked as hard as we could. And, you know, now we look back and yeah, sure, there's always things we can improve, but now is the time to do it. Yeah, be kind to yourself as well like like Laura said you know it's you you took a decision that you the, the best decision you could take at, let's say at this time I'm sure of it and if, if not it's fine so be kind to yourself if you make some mistakes and yeah learn from it and move on so yeah that's it for today guys hope you enjoyed this episode and don't hesitate to leave us a review as well and you can find all the information in the show notes and we'll see you in the next podcast episode Thanks so much. Sending you lots of good vibes. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you're enjoying our podcast, please leave us a rating or simply tell a friend about the Health Energy podcast. That will help us out massively. We'll see you in the next episode. Bye.